Welcome to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from AccuNet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. Good morning. I'm Brian Wickert, uh, owner of AccuNet Mortgage and also AccuNet Realty Advisor as well. David's an owner of AccuNet Mortgage as well. I just own more, and uh, <laughs> as well it should be. Uh, David is our Chief Client Experience Officer and also a Senior Loan Consultant at Acunet Mortgage, full of good stories from the front lines of mortgage lending. If you've got a question or a comment, you can text us today, but not call us, on the old National Bank Talk, oh no, sorry, text line, which is 855-616-1620, old National Bank, get old. Um, you can also grab a podcast of today's show or any of our past show wherever you normally get your podcasts. All right, David. So um, let's start. Do you want to start with the national headlines or, or repeating the question that we asked uh, Dayton before the show began? Your choice. Well, let's let's tie them together, right? Because I think they are two sides of the same story. All right. So we're going to start with the national headlines. Uh, this out of Market Watch yesterday. Is the housing U.S. housing market headed for a crash? A mortgage veteran weighs in. And no, they were not talking about me. I was going to uh, say, housing veteran, you would meet that definition. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this, this housing veteran, Tracy Chen, and she must have a great PR person to get a whole article out of MarketWatch. She's just a portfolio manager and a fixed income team at Brandywine Global Investment Management. She's a bond trader. Uh, okay. Yeah. And the punchline is, just by the way, she thinks the risk of a major meltdown in the U.S. housing market is still relatively low. So, boom. What's, tricked yeah. you into clicking on that one. What's the opposite of frontline experience? Backline experience? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the, and, and that's from the perspective of, I guess, credit risk and, you know, trading bonds and all that kind of stuff. All right. Uh, from Forbes. Could the housing market collapse again? Recovery talk is premature. The quote here goes like this, as fears of inflation push mortgage rates back toward multi-decade highs, true statement, by the way, economists are warning the resurgence in borrowing costs will deal another blow to the precarious housing market, driving home sales to new lows and proving the recent recovery many hoped would mark a turning point may instead be a short-lived mirage. The surge in rates, quote, dealt a fresh blow to mortgage demand, says Pantheon macro chief economist Ian Shepardson adding he's been puzzled by claims the housing market is starting to recover and instead expects total home sales will plummet to a new multi-year low by May if rates remain close to 7%. You over there, David. They're, the key in this, home sales, that is raw units. It's like the number of cars or the number of cans of beer, not the price of Correct. the can of beer. Okay. Correct, but just the sheer number. And, I mean, so far this year... Yeah, home sales are way down. And Units. then finally, in that same article, Comerica Bank's uh, economist Bill Adams is quoted as saying, quote, the drag from the very high interest rates is again becoming clear, noting mortgage purchase applications plummeted 44% year over year in late February to the lowest since 1994. Okay, so let's now, you over there again. I'm sorry, just to remind ourselves, as author Nassim Taleb says, a black swan event is that which you do not predict and cannot see coming. And so if there are articles being written about the thing that is might happen means it's probably not what we would expect, even if it were to come true. 
Okay, because it's all right. So you're calling this is not a black swan. This no. is a white swan, a normal like. Hey, right. everybody's saying, look out! All right, so so let's put this now in the context of our own backyard. Um, I woke up early this morning, and as I usually do in our first show of a month, I looked at the February multiple listing service data from the Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors, of which I'm yeah. a card carrying member, and I look at the five county metro Milwaukee area. And and so what I've been trying, what you and I have been tracking in the show for many months now is what's the percentage of closed sales? Now I'll, this does not include for sale by owners because these are only transactions facilitated by a member of the National Association of Realtors. And so in the five county metro area, uh, in January, sixty eight percent of buyers got their property, whether it was a condo or a single-family detached home, 68% of them got it for at or under the asking price. And the month before that, by the way, it was 64%. Uh, at, at the um, height of the market last year in May, only 30% got that bargain of at or, uh, at or on, under asking. Okay, so the question was, hey, in January, what happened? Uh, did home prices plummet? Did well, home buyers lose control of the balance of power? Or did the inventory of homes for sale suddenly jump up? And the punchline is? The punchline is, instead of 68% of people getting their properties uh, under contract, under asking, that dropped 11% down to 57%. Down to 57%, which the flip side of that is 43% of home buyers in February once again paid more than asking. Okay. Can I can that, I do the January yeah. to February? In January, thirty-two percent of people had to pay over yeah. list price, and then that went up to forty-three percent. Yeah. If I were a headline writer, Dad, that would be like a thirty-four percent surge in the number yeah. of home buyers who had to pay more in February. That's right. So the two things. Oh, oh here's one other interesting thing. In uh, terms of how much over did people pay, uh, and so there are. are king of that category is 10 grand or more in february that snapped back to 21 percent 21 percent of buyers paid 10 grand or more in february and that's up from only 11 percent in january all right time for our first break when we come back i got just a couple of more nuggets uh from the mls data from february and then we're going to turn the page and say let's look at this through the lens or the eyes of some shoppers that we're working with right now you're listening to the academic mortgage and realty show on am 620 wtmj Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, we are once again uh, regaling you with real data that um, uh, kind of flies in the face of uh, most of the national headlines uh, that, you know, claim, hey, boy, the housing market is coming down and well, prices are going down and the balance of I, power it, is, you know, shifting. Go the, ahead, David. Well, you're, if the headlines were coming true, your data would begin to line up, right? But yeah, but it, but it is literally the opposite of what these headlines are. Yep. All right. So the total number of sales in the five county metro Milwaukee area facilitated by a member of the National Association of Realtors was actually up in January. There were 30 more single family detached, detached and condo sales in January. I'm sorry, in February compared to January. But that's down a lot 
from February of 2022, when rates sure. still had a three handle, by the way, three point <laughs> something, uh, were down by 322 transactions or a 27% decline. Um, if you want to know the, the raw number, it was 871 single family detached and condos changed hands uh, in the five county metro area. The mildly good news is that 1,124 new condos and single family detached homes were listed in February. Hmm. So that's more than the number of sales. Yeah. Right? Yep. At 1,124 new listings over and against 871 detached. I'm sorry, 871 sales combined. Yep. But compared to February of last year, we are down 443 listings, and uh, that's a 28% decline. The other thing that I did last week, and I'm, gonna, I'm doing it right now, is um, if you want to look at the number of actual listings uh, without offers. Last week, listings without yeah. offers in the five-county metro area. Which I would, call, I would call a true inventory. Right, because Correct. the raw inventory is all the homes listed for sale, whether they're closing tomorrow or they have an offer and they're closing in 30 days. You're describing what's left, true inventory. Yep, true inventory. Uh, last week it was 904. Uh, this week it's 856. <laughs> 856. Yep. Okay. So, so which speaks to your point, David, is what happens in... January all of a sudden, because oh. right, folks, we're talking about the yeah. age-old economic number one rule of yep. the universe: supply and demand. Supply and demand. What well, happens well, to demand in January? Right on. Not on. Not on January first, because it's a holiday. Uh, but yeah, on second. January second, every year, home buyers they they take off the sweater of the Christmas coma. And they say, and they call Acunet because Lord knows it happened this year, just like every year. And they say, I want to buy a house this year. Yeah. And there's this tidal wave of people who decide to get back into it. So that's the demand side of this equation. But on January 2nd, the supply side of that equation, I I'm going to say barely budges, like doesn't yeah. budge at all. And so... When this tidal wave of buyers comes in, that changes the whole dynamic of the marketplace, as evidenced by these February numbers, right, Dad? That's right. And and by the way, the the ten per, I said twenty one percent of home buyers in February paid ten grand or more uh, than the asking price. That's higher than the summer of twenty nineteen pre pandemic summer twenty nineteen. Fourteen percent of home buyers paid ten grand or more. Now, the big question is, is this going to continue? You know, of course, we don't know. Yeah. But I can tell you, here was another little bit of a surprise. There are 543 condos for sale, and I would have bet you like 100 bucks, uh, And that's for sale uh, without offers. Um, I would have bet you 100 bucks that most of those condos were in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. But the answer is, there were more in Waukesha County, 200 hmm. to be exact. And in Milwaukee County, there were 186 active condo listings. Um, and much to my surprise, and I got to dig into this a little bit. I, I'm wondering if these are new condos coming on the market, because I kind of see that happening. Oh, sure. Right? I don't think there's a lot of new condos being built in Milwaukee, maybe more apartments. But anyway, 71% of the con oh, here, okay, 71% of the condos in Waukesha County did not have offers, and that compares to 65% in Milwaukee County. So... I think it's time. Is it time for us to take another break? Yeah, you bet.
Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. When we come back, let's shift gears uh, to a pre-approval that you did last night. In fact, you were on the phone with them during our last break. Yeah. Uh, we'll give you the, I mean, it doesn't get any fresher than this, folks. Yeah. yeah. We'll cover that when we get back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David Wickert. That's Brian Wickert over there. If you have a question or a comment, you can text us on the old National Bank line, 855-616-1620, old National Bank Get old. Between the first and second uh, segment of our show this morning, I was calling the list of a property uh, to put in the good word for some buyers uh, who I spoke to last night on a referral from their buyer's agent uh, to make sure that, you know, that this listing agent knew that these folks are going to be writing an offer and they are awesome. I said, they're not just rock solid. Uh, I said, they're granite. That's a really Whoa. good stone, right? Not is marble a soft stone? Is that this is a marble granite is a softer stone. stone? Yeah. Okay. Well, and so here's here's kind of how this all came together. So you know, yesterday I was on the phone with on a referral from a buyer's agent, their buyer's agent. John. Wait, wait. So you work weekends, David? You didn't have to. They didn't have to like wait sure. till Monday. Of course. Oh, of course. Of course, because this is uh, this is when people go look for homes, right? Um. And, and so that is what is required, especially in a competitive market, like you were describing earlier in the show. So I'm on the phone. We had a 90-minute phone call last night. That is okay. because there's a lot that we covered, and not because I was torturing them about, you know, whatever. They, they were willing participants? Yeah. Okay. Well, exactly. My, my bad joke is nobody goes to mortgage class in high school or college, and so sure. pe people are going to have questions. So, so kind of let me give you the background of the story. So these folks are from southeastern Wisconsin originally, okay. and they moved out west. All right. And now they are returning. I, it is a job that is bringing them back to Wisconsin. I would say probably in addition to all the other reasons why people move back to where family are. Um, they don't have kids yet, but uh, I can smell it in the water that that's probably okay. somewhere in their future. Okay. And so they want grandparents to watch their children. Gee, I don't know anybody that does that. Yeah. Oh, well, wait. I know a guy who did that in the late eighties. Uh, you. Yeah, uh, so, right. so for them, so they owned a home out west, and obviously, with the job being the thing that brings them back, timing about starting the new job, getting the old home listed for sale, we come up with what is what is the speed bump that we run into when people are making that move dad from oh, that, one location to well, the next. sure how, how are we going to buy without selling and exactly first right because i don't want to have to move twice and all that so did they were you able to line up a bridge loan for them what what, what was their so what was their get, tactic exactly so it gets better than this so they actually had already had a pre-approval from some people who spend big money on um, Super Bowl ads, you know, and the college guys who ran with college schmuck. Yeah, oh, you're watching. Yeah. Okay. And and so they had this <clears throat> flimsy uh, pre-approval well, from the guys. With it may the, not have been flimsy, but it didn't have a big pimple on it. 
Sure, right. That's a good one. Yeah, it had a zit on it, <clears throat> which was, this is just all about timing, right? It was, they hadn't yet sold their home out west. And so mortgage lenders are conservative. And we think to ourselves, I need to make sure that you can swing. In that case, conservative. They would, no, we're realists. It is conservative. Well, okay. It's not conservative. Sure. It's not like we have a choice. I, I think you told me that they didn't have a choice. Well, uh, correct. They had to write. The, the big pimple is, hey, I'll buy your house as soon as I sell mine. That's exactly. called a home sale contingency, which is still pretty much the kiss of death in, yes. in this market. Like, really? I'm supposed to accept your offer and, and count on you selling your home? Really? Yes. That doesn't sound too mm, certain to me. No. So what uh, happened? So, so the key development in all this is they officially sold their home out west at the end of February, and so now okay. they are they are free of the monthly payment that went along with that house, and now also they have some proceeds. Here's the other interesting thing too, Dad. They had only owned that home out west for one year. Okay. And despite the hand wringing. In any of the headlines, they walked away with some nice proceeds because it okay. is still a competitive so market out then, west. I've right, hey, I've got, got more to, to this story, all right. uh, but right now we'll turn it over to uh, Wyatt Barmore Pooley in the twenty four hour newsroom. Over to you, Wyatt. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show, telling a story about uh, some home buyers. Guess what? Uh, out hunting, because it's not 10 degrees outside. It's lovely this weekend, I mean, in comparison. So people are out looking for homes. So, Dad, I, I talked to these folks last night on a referral from their agent, and uh, we went old school. Of course, you know, I, I message them. I'm like, I have a secure, you know, online application if you want to do that. If that's easiest to just punch it in on your phone. But I like doing it old school, which is let's hop on the phone because that makes for the best game plan, makes for the best problem solving in case we need to do any of that. And best of all, allows me to share my computer screen because what I like more go. than anything is to show, don't tell. I think right. author John Steinbeck said that about writing. If to oh, show, really? don't tell. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I didn't know that. So because what was key? So, you know, great jobs, uh, great credit great down payment. And so then, as always, it gets into, I want to get you the lowest rate that I can. Yeah, and so because what's and, your rate? That's what every home buyer, well, of course. Can, can you give me like a, some special? Give me that low rate. Special, because I'm special. Aren't you special? We're all special. 100% uh, every, every day. And so, and because now more than ever, the details, you know, so we walk through the, you know, what do they make? What are their monthly payments and all that jazz, especially now that they don't have their old house uh -huh. to factor into their budget. And so I start sharing my screen and we start walking through, okay, hey, I got this one option where if your qualifying income is at or below 80% of the, hey, what's the address of the home you're really interested in? Let's plug it in. It pulls up a map. Boom. Here's the number, the 80% of the income. Probably 76,200. Exactly. I'm... That's right. And, and so they have. Uh, they have this thing I call a good problem, which is well, they have stronger income than that. Oh, but wait, we but, have other programs. But, but wait, what else? exactly. But wait, there's another special program. If you're a first time home buyer, you can make up to 100% of the area median income on the same map. Oh, sorry. Your That's income 96, is 96,000 and change or something. Exactly. And, and... Income too strong. Oh, but wait, there's but, more. 
But wait, there's more. Um, we do this all the time. It's it's not necessarily all the income that you ever make, you know, on your tax returns, for example. Let's we leave a borrower off. Well, exactly. Let's zero out their income. Because if we don't need it, but it allows us to get into the box. Yeah. We do that all the time. How'd that go? Their de their debt to income ratio tipped over the threshold. Fatal. All right. So we need so in other words, to say that a different way, we need both of their incomes we to need qualify both of their for this incomes. nice house they want to buy. Well, with both of their incomes super strong, it's just you know, over here in real life, they they have both of their incomes, and that's what they're going to use to make their monthly payments, right? Hey, I got a question. Where are they living right now? Okay, so they have sold their home out west. They are currently, I don't think, they have not yet moved in with family. Okay. I think they're staying at like a like a long-term Something. hotel thing. Uh, when when your mother and I moved to California before you were born, yeah. to take a job with MGIC Mortgage yeah. Guarantee Insurance Corporation, we lived in I don't remember the name of the hotel, but it was <laughs> not that great. And and we had a dog. We had a little cocker spaniel named Napoleon. 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 Yeah. And so there's your mother and the dog. You know, kind of confined to the hotel room and surrounding areas all all day. While yeah. I'm out making sales calls, and the dog got fleas. Other than that, great experience. Oh my god! So okay. I bet they're. I bet like most people, they're probably anxious to get out. So they're writing an offer today, right? They're writing an offer today, and and so and, and what the because it kind of all came together because as you were describing your headlines at the start of the show. That's not true at a national level. And then when we dig down at a local level, it's for sure not true about softness. Uh, yeah, about but, being uh, just this, this overabundance of listings. Quite but, the opposite, folks, in southeastern Wisconsin. There is a shortage of listings. And, and, and so there's that, and, and that theme of local. You know, listing agents and sellers are people. And yeah. so what I noticed, I pulled up the home that they were interested in. Yeah. And, and the listing agent, her name is Jane, not her real name. Not her real name. I pulled yeah. it up. I was like... I know Jane. Jane loves Acunet. She just emailed us back on our, you know, weekly yeah. email that we send out to agents all the time. She just emailed us back. I I share this, of course, with the buyer's agent and the buyers. I'm like, hey, if you would like me to call Jane and and relay how yeah, awesome is, you guys yeah. are, I would be yeah. happy to do so. And that's well, exactly what I did earlier here in the ten o'clock hour. Right, because what is it all about in this market? It remains the same. It's about instilling confidence. The seller and the listing agent want to feel and know that if they select your offer, yeah, it has a super high probability of making it to the closing table. For all right. sure. When we come back, let's go down that little checklist of things people can do to make yep. their offer the most attractive in the eyes of the seller. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on the biggest stick in the state, AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And also the younger, handsome, more, more handsome, I don't want to say I'm not handsome, but you're more handsome <laughs> and you're taller. Sure. Uh, David Wickert, our senior loan consultant and chief client experience officer, is kind of walking us through a live transaction. And and so just by the way, mortgage rates are up uh, from where they were a month ago, a yeah. over a full percent. The kind of number that's being quoted around the Internet right now is, oh, 7.1 percent, uh, something like that. And um, 
so for these particular people, though, we would be able to do 6.99, which sounds way better, oh, yeah. uh, with about a quarter percent of points up front to get that rate. Um, and that's a big combination. The, the world keeps changing. This is now an intersection of down payment percentage and loan amount and credit score, which hasn't really changed, but the recipe behind the scenes has changed. Mm -hmm. And um, and so let's talk for a second about what really looks good in the eyes of any seller. We'll, we'll switch away from this, you know, specifics here of this deal. But, um, you know, and I've sold homes even recently. Yeah. And, and what you're hoping for is a offer well over your asking price, or at least at your asking price. And what the seller really wants is a cash offer. Hey, I don't have to worry about your loan approval. And then in Wisconsin, anyway, they're required to show you the money, as they say. Was that from Moneyball? Show Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, okay. And then uh, the other thing you would like is no appraisal contingencies. So the buyer's saying, and I don't care what it appraises for. And on top of that, I'm not even going to have a home inspection. All right, all those. And, and by the way, when would you like to close? Because I'll, I'll back up my truck full of money anytime you say. Right, that, fast or slow. leave anything out? No. Okay. So, so if you're a buyer, then, you know, the ob object of the game is to how close can I come to that ideal offer? And, and so when it comes to the price, you know, if you're going to offer over the uh, asking price, the seller's got to feel like you can make good on that. And so one thing we're starting to see again in this um, inventory starved market is people might not write with any appraisal contingency at all. And that is actually, if, you're, if you um, are pairing that with a mortgage, I think most people understand, well, there is, a, there is some number at which the home must appraise yeah. in order to support the loan amount that you're including as a contingency in your uh, offer. Go ahead, David. Uh, I was going to say another way. Because mortgage lenders cannot lend you more than what the appraisal even would be, because we have to get an appraisal still to line up the mortgage. Even if you say, I don't want or I'm not gonna use the appraisal to get out of the deal, we're still gonna do an appraisal to value the home, and we can't lend you more than that amount, to your point. And, and just to be clear, if you are putting 20% or more down, there is a chance we get an appraisal waiver. Sure. But if you're putting less than 20%, there is a 100% chance that we need an appraisal. And, and by the way, uh, it even says in the Wisconsin offer to purchase, if you're writing an offer that doesn't have an appraisal contingency, the seller is pre-agreeing and saying, I'll still let an appraiser come in because you no Mr. financing contingency. Sorry, you said if you're writing with no appraisal contingency, you meant writing with no financing contingency. The seller still has to provide access to the appraiser, like you were saying. It applies to both the appraisal. It, so it applies to the appraisal contingency as oh, well. I can I point see. that out to you. Yeah, it no says, problem. hey, even if you're writing without an appraisal, I will agree to let an appraiser in because you might be, you know, wanting to have one. Okay, so um, so one thing that we do all the time is we show people uh, how writing in a specific number for how low the appraisal can come in isn't nearly as scary as you no. think. And so, David, I asked you to cook up uh, a scenario for that where uh, we're using are we using the three hundred thousand dollar purchase price or two eighty three? I was using because you said in February, most recent data here for southeastern Wisconsin, a two eighty three purchase price that was the median sales price for a single family detached home in february yeah in the five county milwaukee area all right so let's say you're somebody's writing on that yep 
which which I can, maybe kind of the way we should think about it is, you know, a home listed for two seventy that you want to write at two eighty three. Okay, right? let's say that's that. kind of all right. That's good. All and, right. And what you want to what you're trying to say is, okay, seller, I will still pay you two eighty three, even if it comes in as low as. So here's here's the example I gave. Even if the appraisal comes in as low as twenty thousand dollars less. Than what I said I would pay for your home. Well, that means, David, that must mean that the buyer has an extra 20 grand available to fill in that gap. I mean, that's the only way that can happen, right? I will give you the answer right after this break. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, so David, you're cranking the numbers here, and we're just coming up with a scenario where, hey, a house is listed for 270. This is not reflective of the transaction that's going on right now that we were talking no, about before. No. This is just a general uh, idea. So, hey, a house is listed for 270. Our um, buyer, our mythical, what do you want to call them? Sample. Yeah, something buyers say, hey, you know what? I'll pay you two eighty three. I'll pay you thirteen grand over, and I'll still pay you thirteen grand over. I'll still pay you the two eighty three, even if it appraises as low as two sixty three. Twenty grand over, uh, twenty grand, five, twenty grand under what I'm, you know, proposing that I pay you. And then I said, well, everybody knows they'd have to make up that gap with cash. And nope. what's the circumstance that you've got cooked up there, David? No. So in my example here, if these folks buy in for two eighty three, let's say they just wanted to bring thirty thousand dollars to closing, right? Okay. They could still bring that exact same amount of money to closing, even if it comes in twenty thousand dollars low than their contract price, and their payment would move twenty one dollars. But how much more would they have to bring to closing? Zero more dollars. No way. Of for course, sure, being facetious, yeah. I know how this works, and it's awesome. And it's probably one of the most powerful eye-opening tools that we can give buyers in a market like this. And then what we do is we craft our pre-approval offer so that it's clear, hey, our buyers can still pay 283 even if it appraises low, as low as 263 That gives a lot of peace of mind to yeah. sellers who are asking in this example 270 it's like yes. it can even come in lower than my asking price this is cool yeah okay so another thing that uh buyers are once again feeling that they have to do is to say i will waive my inspection contingency which makes every real estate agent nervous and should make every home buyer nervous uh especially the older the home is but what's another thing we see successful buyers agents doing in lieu of waving yeah. it all together uh putting a cap on it that that if hey i the buyer will cover the first five thousand dollars of anything that's found in the inspection because i mean what's kind of unspoken about a number like that is if there's something that's you know wrong to the tune of five thousand and one dollars or more than that that kind of sounds like a bigger deal right yeah yeah but so but sellers, sort of well, sellers don't want to get uh, what did I say the other uh, knickknacked? No, you made fun of me. No, 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 no. It's not knickknacked. It's yeah. uh, they don't want to get tack. It's a ticky tack foul. Yeah, it's something else. It's like uh, last night's nitpicked. basketball game. Nitpicked. They don't want to get nitpicked. nitpicked. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, and then the other thing to that's always good is 
maximizing the down payment. So Accident Mortgage will verify as much down payment as we can. And we think that's what home buyers should show on their offer. Because remember, the ideal offer is 100% down payment called a cash <laughs> offer. Yeah. And so 50% down, that sounds pretty strong. You know, if you're writing the offer with 3% down, and by the way, FHA, we, sh we didn't mention this last week, FHA, which is a government mortgage insurance program, just reduced the cost of their government mortgage insurance to make home buying easier. But most people using an FHA loan are only putting 3.5% down. And that's mm -hmm. a little scary for the seller because you perceive that there's no wiggle room. If Limited wiggle bump, room. Yeah. Yeah. There's no wiggle room. So we are fond of this idea and we are the best way to do it is to illustrate it for the particular home buyer. And we do that all day on screen. So you can oh, see yeah. like, this is really true. Yeah. yeah. Here we got the nice little one page spreadsheet that shows you it's not possible in every case, but I'd say 90% of the cases it's, it's possible to offer this appraisal wiggle room. And again, this is all flying in the face of national headlines. Which right. would have you believe that home values are plummeting, that there's plenty of inventory to choose from for home buyers, and we're just saying not in our backyard. Not. In I was literally I was texting with another agent earlier this week, just you know providing some monthly updates, and a top agent at one of the large uh, brokerages here in town, and she said, "Hey, thanks for the update. Uh, now can you wave your magic wand and get more listings on the market?" Yeah. So that her buyers actually have, you know, a house to buy. And I said, I said, amen to that. But it is the boulder we are waiting to move, right? Because as you said to Dayton, right before the show started, sellers are cautious. Reluctant, right? You're reluctant. You have a, well, you have a reason. And we were headed in the right direction where at the beginning of February, the 30-year fixed rate was down to 599 and now, you know, during the course of February, we've just gotten a litany of stronger than expected economic news, yeah. which spells, you know, what, what the world wants. What is the world? And by that, I mean the Federal Reserve is planning for a mild recession to take the heat off consumer spending, right? To mm -hmm. take the, the air out of the consumer's pension for spending so that the cost of goods and services will come down. But yeah. right now, you know, I forget who I was talking to this weekend. You know, more people are going out to restaurants than, than there's Ever all this before. pent up demand for services yeah. and travel. My God, the airline tickets are not going down. So, so there is real price inflation. Oh, wasn't there something this week about wage inflation or, you know, wages are still going up? Still, well, a, still strong. Yeah. Because of the than, demand, companies need people and they have to pay those people to create the widgets that to meet the demand. And do we have the uh, jobs, jobs report, report this is this coming so, Friday? Okay, there's another big potential mover. Uh, and yet, let the record show, we have plenty of buyers who realize they can date their mortgage rate, but they still need to marry the house. There will yes. be an opportunity to refinance your mortgage. I can't guarantee Sometime. that in writing, but that's everybody's strong belief is that mortgage rates will come down sometime, hopefully yet this year. All right. That's all we have time for. You've been listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The Accident Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Accident Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Accident Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.